But for me, joy is kind of that purpose. Kind of like that continuous chase. Welcome to Cocktails and Combo. I am Sharina, aka XOXO Sharina on Instagram and Twitter. Today is Wednesday, so that means I'll be pairing up with the co-host. We'll be sitting back, sipping wine, and discussing the topic of the week. If you haven't already, click that subscribe button and sit back and enjoy today's episode. So welcome to Cocktails and Convo. After a long necessary pause, I am back. And today I am here with Mary, my friend and co-host, who also was on the Boundaries episode, which is episode two. But today we are back and on this great day, she's my co-host. We're going to collectively get into this conversation right after this quick break. Hey, I want to take a quick moment to ask, are you enjoying this podcast? If you are, please do me a favor and leave a review so that others will know how much you enjoy this podcast. Share with a friend or two and also head over to cocktailsandcombopodcast.com. Now on with the show. So as the podcast is appropriately named Cocktails and Combo, we definitely can't start the conversation without jumping into our cocktails of the night. So, ma'am, you go first, Miss Co-host. What are you over there sipping on? I am sipping on Sutter Home um, Red Moscato. Mm. It is oldie but goodie, um, tried and true. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> one of my faves. I made a um, martini, and Ooh. it is Anejo um, Casamigos tequila. Mm-hmm with margarita mix and a little bit of um, watermelon mix. You know, I haven't even tried it. Let me try it. It's good. I should have put more watermelon in it. Mm. It's, it's, it's pretty summery for this cold uh, December day, but <laughs> we need all the sunshine right. and the warm reminiscence that we can get. Right. Believe you me, because um, you know, we, we have about three more months to go. <laughs> so I'll be drinking all the uh, tropical drinks like every episode <laughs> boom okay I'm right, I'm right with you girlfriend <laughs> so let's go ahead and get into this topic now that uh, we you know we got our drinks situated we can go ahead and jump into our topic of the day topic of the day is happiness Verse joy. I'm so excited about this conversation. You ready? I am ready, girlfriend. Okay. You know, I can I can talk about <laughs> either topic for quite some time. Hey friend, let's talk about goals. Weight loss goals, glow up goals, hair goals, and for those that want to make a little extra money, let's talk about side hustle goals. As a health and lifestyle ambassador, I paired up with It Works to offer you slimming gummies, which attacks your pinchable fat. That means stomach fat and back fat Betty. Sis, gone. All from taking gummies. No caffeine, no stimulants added. Now who knew that glowing up started from the inside? Just celery and super greens can definitely help you with that. We also offer skin products for those that like face masks or beauty products. 
if you're interested we have that as well now for my queens that are looking to lose some weight this year we offer the slimming gummy and then we also offer skinny brew coffee which is definitely one of my faves however if you're not a real coffee drinker and you don't want something that strong no problem we have keto coffee that will work best for you now let's not talk about that thermal fight with these products, you can definitely lose up to 30 pounds in 90 days. Did you hear me? Did you hear me? 30 pounds in 90 days. Talk about hitting goals this year. If you're interested in getting a jumpstart on your body goals, head over to xoxoshrina.com and click It Works in the menu and become a loyal customer today. Now, please read the loyal customer description thoroughly before submitting that order. Now, for those that have side hustle goals, let's accomplish that in the next break. Now on with the show. Okay, so I wanted to, um, I guess, cover this topic. I'll kind of dive a little bit into where it came from um, a little bit later. But I feel like it's a good conversation to have uh, with women just in general. Mm Mm-hmm. But for me, I was sitting there thinking, like, happiness versus joy, like, what really is the difference? Mm -hmm. So in my mind, happiness is more of something that you have to work for to obtain. I feel like it's more temporary. Um, I feel like joy is permanent, everlasting, and it's just there. It's It's always there. Because it's always there, we just don't realize it. Um, sometimes we have to actually do the work to tap into it, but it's just all, it's just there. Mm-hmm. Um, happiness, on the other hand, it takes a little bit more work. Sometimes it has to do with, I feel like things or experiences, mm-hmm. but I feel like it's temporary. Yeah. Um, so what do you think? What What's the difference for, between happiness and joy for you? So for me, I mean, I definitely think just from like, okay, so, you know, my father, my grandfather being a pastor and growing up in a more Christian background, there was also, there was always a like biblical association with joy. Right. And so for me, it was always a matter of like, that was like the, the thing to like, obtain over happiness because for me I look at happiness uh, in agreement to you as temporary but for me joy is kind of that purpose kind of like that continuous chase of you know I've mastered this level of joy what can I do next to because we can all agree especially women I feel like can agree that there is no fulfillment like joy. So when we talk about um, everyday things, um, job versus career, you know, a job is something that you have to do. You know, career may more so be a choice. Same with entrepreneurship. You know, there's a fulfillment that a person gets from being a joy that a person gets by being their own boss. Mm -hmm. But you get a happiness by having a job being able to you know cover your overhead especially in the time like today so for me I've always looked at joy as being kind of like you said everlasting something that if I meet a certain standard of joy I'm I'm going to then say to myself well what can I do more to fulfill that Mm -hmm. and it's really it really just comes down to 
for myself, you know, what makes me happy, that that changes. I'm I'm a 32-year-old unmarried woman, you know, and my desires and my joy will be different from someone that may be married or someone that may have children even. Right. And it's not to say that one is less than the other, but I definitely feel like it's a individual journey, if you will. The pursuit of happiness, that movie that came out with Will Smith, loved it, still cry every time I see it. There's also a pursuit of joy as well, because mm. for some people, they don't identify what it takes to pursue joy separate from happiness. And for myself, even, I've had enough examples of happiness, you know, of I have a roof over my head, my children are well fed, I'm good to go. But then there's a joy that's attached to someone even like yourself of, you know, if you have a nine to five, you're still going to have those multiple streams of income. If you have your significant other, you're still going to feed into that self-care of yourself. Because when we date men, we have to date ourselves. Mm -hmm. Not a lot of women identify joy with self-care. But for me, myself, like, I have a joy in taking care of myself, taking care of my little, you know, fur, fur baby. Little fur baby. Yes, like I, I get a, a utter joy from that. Yeah. My, my um career or my job that I have, like, I just want to be able to pour in and be a resource to other people. So, I feel like joy is attached to more so of your purpose. And then happiness, that's just more of like the current mood because joy can come in waves. It can come in increments um, just as much even with like happiness. But I still feel like it's up to us to kind of like set that, um, set that standard, if you will. And when it comes to that joy, I 100% will say to myself, like, you know, um, this is temporary versus permanent. And I'm going to maintain my joy and pour into my happiness so that both can kind of balance out. But, yeah, I 100% feel like, you know, we have, it's up to the individual to say, just as much as I want to be happy, I need to kind of feed into that joy because we as women even identify that um, joy has a certain fulfillment that you just don't get with happiness because a woman can be married, she can have children, she can have all the necessities, you know? And then when you look to someone who may not have the same things as someone who feels like they're happy, they will say to themselves, you know, that person that, um, so just kind of as a sidebar, I was having a conversation earlier because someone that I know is going through a divorce and their post on Instagram, I'll use social media just kind of to align things together, even with social media. 
people are happy to post their children, to post their family, things like that. But there's a certain joy in accomplishments. There's a certain joy in progress. Mm -hmm. There's a joy in growth. And so when a person can kind of show a before and after, be it physical, mental, spiritual, you have people that can really identify with, you know, I may have felt this way before, but I feel this way now. But when you have someone that just, just is in the pursuit of happiness, is looking at it like, you know, as long as the basics are covered, I'm good. <laughs> like, I, I I don't need more than the, the bare minimum. And it's not to say one is less than the other, but I definitely think that when we look at social media, when we look at kind of the examples that we have of both, you look at the people that they were intentional in their journey. They were intentional in just saying that I want more out of life and it presents itself as such. But then you have some people that will say, you know, as long as I have a roof over my head, as long as I can pay all my bills, I'm happy. <laughs> we yeah, hear that I, all the time. I think that the, you brought it up before, but I think that there is standards when it comes to joy mm -hmm. what i mean joy is just something like you said is is giving to us but mm -hmm. then there's like a standard of what sustains sustains that or what what do you have to work towards to maintain it um absolutely because there's joy in completion as well mm -hmm. you know 100 hey sis you yes you the one that said she would get out of her comfort zone in 2021 or the one that said she was going to launch her own business? Or are you the one that said in 2020 you would no longer live paycheck to paycheck? Or maybe you're the one that's been watching us from the sidelines wondering if you should give this brand ambassador lifestyle a go. Well, you'll never know unless you shoot your shot. And guess what? It's only $39 to enroll today. $39. If you're ready to join, or if you want more information, text me directly at 248-677-1515. Once again, text me directly. The word join the 248-677-1595. Talk to you later. You kind of went into it a little bit, but my next question was what simple things as a woman in her 30s, um, what is it that you would classify as something that would make you happy? As a woman in my 30s, something that makes me happy is just like a, a pursuit of completion. And I, I say that to say I was in a situation that for, you know, four or five years, I was kind of disconnected from the world. I was disconnected from myself. And so for me, like that self-care, that... um what more can I do for myself to be the best version of myself? Like chasing that has really been a fulfillment for me because um, I didn't have the, like the best examples of a woman that was happy, a woman that was mm -hmm. joyful. I have a lot of examples of survivors, you know? Mm -hmm. And yeah. so there's a difference. Absolutely, 100%. And so when you talk to Black women, especially, and you ask someone what makes them happy, they'll say things like, 
my children or my family and you should 100% be purposeful in that those roles but for me just because you know I don't have children I don't have a, a um I'm not married like I love my family to death but for me it's always been about self accompanying you know what I can kind of pour into my friends and my family because people don't identify with self-care they don't identify with individual joy individual happiness mm -hmm. if you talk to your everyday woman they'll give you a list of roles that they play that are not attached to who they are as an individual it'll be things of you know I'm a mother I'm a wife but being a woman that you are required to encompass kind of the role of I want I want to be happy <laughs> I want to be satisfied I want to be fulfilled and I want to have joy and a lot of women when they are presented with opportunities to to say to themselves, you know, um, while I can take care of myself, I can take care of my kids, I, I want an opportunity to have joy, or I want an opportunity to have more for myself. A lot of the times it's like, as long as I can be comfortable, as long as I can, you know, have... A and B, I'm good. I'll, I'll work on the other, you know, in progression. But for me, it's always been like, everything I want, I'm going to chase after. <laughs> you know, and I look at joy and happiness as the same. Of Happiness is current, you know, but I'm always going to look at joy as, kind of more of a um, long term and it, it really just aligns myself because I'm head I'm a headstrong individual I take care of myself you know I come from a background of people that made choices based off of survival versus happiness or joy and in the long term that's that's not what I want for myself so I think um, I do believe Charlemagne brought that up that the millennials have the um, luxury of mm -hmm. healing. The generations before had to survive. Yeah. And I think that goes along with um, seeking happiness too. I feel like a lot of people, well, no, I'll, I'll speak for myself. I feel like in my 20s, I would have answered that question and said things would have made me happy. Mm -hmm. 100%. You know, having a house, having, mm -hmm. um, having just things mm -hmm. is what would have made me happy. Yeah. Now I look at it, I look at it differently in my 30s. It's not necessarily the things, it's just being able to have and complete and sustain. So, Absolutely. To, so to have a house would be nice in my 20s just to say, I, I'm in my 20s and I got a house. Mm -hmm. But in my 30s, to be able to have the house, to pay yes. the bills comfortably, to keep my lights on, to keep food on the table, like, that sustaining of it, that would bring me, actually, that would bring me more joy. 100%. <laughs> That's more 100%, joy. 100%. Yes. 100%. And that, that lack of stress is what makes you happy. 
Yes, 100%. And that kind of like speaks to my point too, because when me and one of my, um, one of my close friends, we've been friends since like maybe middle school, high school. I said to her, like, even for me and my mother, we came to terms even in our own relationship of happiness versus joy because my mother, she was a, a mom at 16. You're going to see the world completely different than someone like myself that does not have children. I'm 32. I'm 33. I mean, I'm 32 right now. I'll be 33 in August. But I had to kind of explain it to my mother as like, look, I'm not saying how you lived your life was any less meaningful than how I've lived mine. I'm just simply saying that I don't process things as a mother. I don't process right. things as a wife. I've I've not been either. But my mother, she was a mom at 16, a wife by 21. She's been married twice. She has three children. She has a lot more wisdom in certain situations than I myself do. Right. But what she always kind of compliments me on is that the fact that I do whatever the hell I want. <laughs> Not seeing as how that I don't have those kind of like, you know, I don't even want to call them like barriers, but seeing as how that I don't have those certain responsibilities mm-hmm. that my mom had, I said to her, like, you know, when I moved out of state, my mom, I tried to get her to move to Atlanta. This was like 2013. I'm like, mom, like, you know, move with me. And she's like, no. You know, the South, they don't have a prominent um, automotive industry. She said, you know, I work in a plant. Like, I, I want to be able to do that. And I'm like, okay, but that, for me, was never a reason to feel like I need to stay somewhere. I still feel like there's so much more to be offered outside of Michigan. Like, why not go for it? And so that was in 2013. So now in 2020, my mother is saying to me, I have to leave my job. Like, I got to get out. And something I had said to her is, you know, I really wish I would have pushed for more of, like, preparation for my family mm-hmm. for making that exit. Because I have an utter joy and happiness in just professional development, like, mm-hmm. for me, like, myself. The, the more that I can add on the resume, the more that I can say I trained myself and skills that I've acquired all the better. For my mother, from jump, she's made good money. She's took care of her family. That was her joy. But now as she's getting older, that that's changing. And now she's like, ah, well, now I need to. And for me, I look at it as like, I never want to be in a situation where years later I have to dwell on the decisions that I made and say to myself like I was happy then but now I'm miserable mm-hmm. like you know I don't, to, I, don't, I don't want to do that so everything you said rolls into my next question it's so funny <laughs> but <laughs> so we know that Will Smith um, has been quoted saying that basically happiness is personal Mm-hmm. And it's pretty much selfish for you to put the burden of your happiness onto someone else. 100. Do you do you agree with that? I do. I do agree because um, even something that me and you have talked about on just like our one-on-one basis is that you know I was 
taught and raised to pursue life in a different way than what I have lived. So my mom has kind of taught me, like, you know, to be happy, to take care of your kids, take care of your family, to be supportive. But it was never kind of like personal. It was never like separate or individualized to say, do whatever you want to do. And so when I saw so many of the women in my family that just for themselves as an individual journey, they they never were given that opportunity. It was really important to me to say, like, you know, it's personal to me to say I want to live the places I live and do the things that I did. And yes, my family or yes, my friends may not agree with it or it may be against the norm, but I was happy doing making those decisions that I made. And um, I, I say that it's personal because when you are faced with certain, you know, um, tribulations, you will look at life in even just the choices that you make differently. And outside people looking in, they'll never be able to really understand those decisions. But I think what it really comes down to is when you want to be happy and you have certain things that are in front of you preventing that, you are entitled to do whatever you need to do to say, I was happy making the decision that I made and I I, I don't regret it. I agree with that. Um, I think that sometimes like in a relationship, you look towards the person to make you happy and that's not even necessarily just like male female relationships that could be well not uh, let me not say it like that (laughs) that could be uh not necessarily a monogamous relationship but that could be even like parent to child like you can't expect my I can't expect my happiness to come from the things my mother does or put that burden on her to keep me happy I have to take time especially as a woman, mm-hmm. especially as a black woman in today's time to take that time to figure out what really would make me happy. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally would not look forward to being just things, material things. And, you know, I got the brands, I got the clothes, I got the house, I got the car, because a lot of people will tell you at the end of the day, that does not make you happy. Um, mm-hmm. At all. I mean, mm-hmm. and if it, it, so, it's like, um, it's perceived happiness and then once the the sparkles are gone then now now I have to go find something else so then it starts to continue with pursuit of happiness but not necessarily in a healthy manner um so I think that's where that self-care comes in to figure out what really would make you happy so Mm -hmm. I I agree with that comment I I think when I first heard it I was kind of like whoa Mm mm-hmm and then um, I kind of like sat in it for a moment, like, no, you know, he's kind of right. I think it's just the way his delivery of it. And um, I want to say he kind of ended it with like, that's, that's not my responsibility. That's your responsibility. And it's like, whoa, wait a minute. But no, after a while, I realized like, oh, no, you're right. <laughs> Even in a relationship where, you know, I'm not married, but in a marriage is 
not his responsibility for me to be happy and then it brings a person down when they're constantly trying to figure out why you're not happy and you Mm -hmm. don't even know so I definitely agree with that too um do you think that happiness is something that is manageable or something you can balance what do you 100% I do think that it's something that you can that's manageable that you can balance um again just kind of like highlighting the fact that I'm currently like I'm not a mom and so a lot of my friends that are dealing with or identifying with kind of like that um identity crisis you know of like I don't I don't want to lose myself and I don't want to feel like you know I'm just a mother and nothing else and for me I don't really identify with that only because I say to them like well as much as you want to be a good mother what is it about you with wanting to be just fulfilled like what can you do about that and a lot of them aren't able to answer those questions and so it always comes back to me of being like you know I'm only as I'm only as good as a friend a partner a a confidant as I am with saying to myself there you you want to do better there's there's more out there that you want to pursue what is it about you that you'd like to highlight as uh, progress or something that you want to work on and so when I'm looking at myself like that I'll meet my friends that'll say like you know well I can't do that because I have to be a wife or I have to be a mom or I have to be all of this and so I always say to them, like, well, it's going to come to a point in time where you'll have to make the choice to say I won't until I kind of invest in myself and make myself the priority. It's going to reflect in those other relationships. And that is kind of something I'm intentional about. It's just with knowing, like, if I say I want to be a good wife, I, I need to address those certain things to do so. If I want to be a good businesswoman a good entrepreneur and so on and that's not something that all people are really ready to to face mm-hmm. at the end of the day I well speaking on the mother part of the conversation mm-hmm. um I think that a lot of women just feel shame mm-hmm. is it's this self-guilt that comes with putting yourself first before Mm -hmm. your kids and for some reason we're like mentally wired to Mm -hmm. think that that's selfish and Uh we should be shameful of it but really every I I used to think like that and then Mm -hmm. I realized I was Sharina first Mm -hmm. so I have to be able to maintain Sharina and Sharina's happiness one yeah that does not mean that I'm not a mother and I'm Mm -hmm. just giving up as a mother that's just saying that I have to maintain Sharina Mm -hmm. but I also have this role of I'm mom too yep so um it makes me think of the plane though like when you get on the plane and they tell you you have to put on your um oxygen mask first before you put on anyone else um that's that to me that's the same concept I have to I can't pour from an empty cup so I gotta maintain Sharina. Uh-huh. 
Because yes. if this plane is going down, I can't help my child mm-hmm. if my cup is empty. So one hundred percent. And a lot of times, women aren't able to easily identify like what it's going to take to get them to that point because, um, again not being a mom but just having so many of my friends being a mom they'll say things to me like you know well you can get up and go or you can go and do this and I'm like yeah but at the same time if I had children I would still want to put forth an effort to say if I'm going to be the best mom that I can be by prioritizing time for myself as well as time to be a mom then so be it um a couple of influencers that are moms, they'll post about all the time and say, you know, people tell me I make it look so easy or people will say, you know, you you post only the, the good parts about it. And it's like being living life, That that's kind of what you're presented with. You're going to have your good times and your bad times. So when you have a significant role, such as a mother, or a significant role, such as a provider, you will be faced with a lot of things that will make you uncomfortable, that are going to make other people uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But I always feel like the end goal for me with that is just saying to myself that I did everything that I wanted to to make myself happy. I didn't live with any regrets. And some people that kind of proceed with caution nothing wrong with that me myself i am more so of like i'm going to jump at the opportunity and just accept my consequences that come with that and you know so yolo yolo mentality yeah you know (laughs) and 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 again it just comes down to the fact of my mom and my grandmother god rest her soul i i was raised to be skeptical like there was a, a post that Nipsey Hussle had for Lori London to say, you know, I was raised to be skeptical and I, I did identify with that just because I have a strong, solid Christian background. And to a lot of people, I am the opposite of what would represent that. But it was really important to me to say that if I'm going to live my life the way that I'm going to live, I can 100% find a balance between happiness versus joy. My joy might not always be aligned with the Christian and Baptist guidelines, but for a lot of the women that tell you they're happy, they are settling. And and it comes to the point of it, it's a lot easier to say we are okay with things that we're not. It's a lot easier to say that we're going to live with choices that we made that we really wish that we could kind of go you know reverse and so when I look at joy and when I look at the opportunities that I've been given as a black woman as a single woman as you know a minority all those things I owe it to myself (laughs) you know to say I'm gonna be happy I'm going to make this a continuous progress and we we can go from there. I agree. Um, that made me think of this was not in my notes, but mm-hmm. do, would you say that because when you brought up like Christianity and mm-hmm. um, 
I guess it depends on the person, the religion or spirituality, mm-hmm. but not just limiting to that category. Would you say that you you would have to unlearn something to have happiness? Because when you bring up the church, I feel yeah. like I had to unlearn. I had to break myself away from a lot of things, probably from the age of 27 to 30. I had to unlearn a lot of things that might have been learned in the church. I had to break mm-hmm. off of that, not necessarily because that was going to give me happiness, but I couldn't sustain and keep going further if I if I held on to, I guess it was more religious, um, mm-hmm. not spirituality, more religious. I think that's when my religion started breaking down and I started building up more spiritual, spiritually and I think that brought more happiness into my life, just kind of mm-hmm. unlearning some of the things that I honestly don't even know why we were taught that it was just, you know, <laughs> passed from one generation to the next. But it it does not need to, you know, stay with you. Like, you can unlearn certain things. Mm-hmm. And you can honestly move on no, no consequences no issues but I feel like that's what ha- and it just dawned on me when you said it that actually like that brought more happiness into my life honestly mm-hmm. 100% yeah my um me and my mom we talk about this from time to time about like the fact that my grandparents did did use control to a certain degree when it came to like I have this story that I tell people about like piercings like I wasn't even though I was raised in a household to look at tattoos and piercings as this like unholy thing it's always been like an artist like for me as much as I'm a Christian, I, I love art. I love an artistic approach. I love artistic expression. You know I do. And, <laughs> and so I've, I've never identified with the notion of you can't have too many tattoos. You can't have many, too many piercings, things of that nature. And so, you know, my sophomore year, I got my tongue pierced. And I vividly remember my grandfather saying to me who was a pastor at the time saying to me if you don't remove that piercing like we're not going to help you in college like basically you're gonna we're gonna cut you off and I made the decision at that point to take it out but as a 32 year old woman I look back at it and say to myself like how dare I compromise my joy and my happiness to say that because I, I want to get this help or because I want to be able to have this additional support I need to make these decisions but now like dwelling back on it when my grandmother passed away and all these other things I still thought about the fact that there were so many choices that I'm things that I wanted to do that I didn't do just simply because my grandmother wouldn't approve my grandparents wouldn't approve and for happiness and joy that weighs heavily on certain people because had I not been raised in a church environment or had I not been raised with such prominent you know Christian figures maybe I would feel differently but 
the older I got, the more I resisted. Girl, it was a problem. It was a problem. Like, my mom, she would, she would say to me, like, my mom hid me um, till Father's Day of 88. My birthday is August 8th. So when I tell people, like, I'm blessed because my mother didn't go to Nan um, prenatal appointment. You know, like, she didn't do any of those things that you're supposed to do. And she still birthed me at the age of 16. And when I would have the conversation with my grandmother and say to her, like, there was an oh, kind of an overshadow of, you know, bringing life into this world. It should be a good thing. But my mom didn't have a baby shower. She didn't mm -hmm. announce it in any sort of way. And so now that I'm still unmarried and I have the conversations with my mom, like, she doesn't look forward to me having a, a child without being married. And that's just what it is. Like, you know. So for her, she would be very happy to see me have a child. But she would have joy to see me be a wife and a mother. Mm -hmm. You know, at the same time. But and that, So when I look at myself, my joy and attachment is will never be attached to the accomplishments of others. But for my mom, that that's just what it is. And so me and her have these talks all the time where I tell her, like, girl, I'm asleep so good at night knowing that I made the, the decisions for myself and not for anyone else. And, you know, that's, that's, <laughs> that's it. I think that as black women I feel like our happiness is more compromised yes it's conditional um, yeah it's and and then also like within the culture itself uh -huh. I feel like it's um I don't know it feels like at times it's I guess like non-existent like it's uh -huh. It's the last thing on mm -hmm. our list. Um, yeah. Which is sad and un unfortunate. So that brings me into um, the reason why I wanted to have this conversation was because I've been watching Oprah's 2020 Vision Tour on YouTube. So she did this 2020 Vision Tour back in January. And she had all these conversations with celebrity a lot of celebrities michelle mm -hmm. obama but the the episode that i love the mo or the i guess the interview i love mm -hmm. the most is with tracy ellis ross and which we know is diana ross's daughter mm -hmm. so you know if you are coming up after diana ross you there's always some type of shadow <laughs> she's <laughs> the diana ross exactly. um, but she did say she didn't grow up in her mother's shadow. So that was good to hear. But she does bring up this conversation because she's the one single, no kids, Black woman in Hollywood. Uh -huh. um, and she's in her 40s. Uh -huh. And, you know, society puts a lot on you of when you're going to have a child. You know, some people might say when you're going to graduate college. But a lot of times it just jumps straight to when you're going to have a baby. When you have a baby, when you having another one, when you get married, it's like everybody's always pushing you forward, regardless yep. if you're ready to or not. So mm -hmm. I love that she is 
she she owns that you know I don't have a child I'm single I am happy I'm in my Uh 40s and honestly she's doing big shit so I don't see the problem Um, (laughs) but she was talking about how um, she created her own space as a woman and she found her own path and now she's walking her own path Mm-hmm. So I thought it was just necessary to have this conversation because um, to to just to hear her say, I found my own space, mm-hmm. it, just as a Black woman, like to me, that was big. That was powerful to say, you stepped away from mm-hmm. the norms and how society pushes you or, or even how like your parents push you. Like you just say, your mom will be so happy for you to just have a child and, and be married, but... <laughs> Did we ask, are you ready for that? <laughs> like, exactly. We just jump straight to it. Yeah. So do you think that creating your own space and walking your own path, do you feel like that is also connected to a woman's happiness and joy? I definitely do think it is. Just because something that, you know, um, just, again, I, I don't want to, like, keep making your working to something that I haven't experienced like a marriage but because I have so many friends that are married something that they tell me all the time is like oh you don't have to consider that because you don't have a husband or when you have a husband there's another person that you will always have to consider and so when I think of like happiness and joy it's always like you know who I partner with or my the person that I decide to spend the rest of my life with I never wanted to feel like it's a compromise on either my joy or my happiness. I never want to feel like I made this choice because I didn't have any other choice or I made this choice because it was the best choice. When you are living your life to be meaningful and intentional and purposeful, you're going to want to say that every decision that you made or majority of the decisions that you made were made off of you making that decision. And a lot of times, like, um, some women will look at another woman that simply for living her life with the choice to live her life the way that she wants to, they have a problem with that. Mm -hmm. And so it would be a problem when these women would use their platform to kind of encourage, to say, you don't have to be married to be an entrepreneur. You don't have to be married to take care of yourself. Like, back in the day, that was the requirement. You had to be a wife to to just to get along. Your husband had to sign for you. And now there are husbands that are staying home to take care of their children. You know, so when it comes down to happiness and joy, I've never identified one single role or one choice in being a wife or a partner to make me um, feel like I'm equivalent to the same women that are married and have children and, you know, all those other things. It's like, no, I deserve to be just as happy as a married woman with three children as I am a single woman with two dogs, you know, like, and that's just what it is. But when I meet women and I say like, you know, I'm happy not having to take in, not having to take in consideration another person all the time, 
some women they don't identify with not having another a partner and for me it's like no i don't hear hear me and hear me well i will not get married for the purpose of saying that i'm married i will always say i'm single i'm happy i come and go as i fucking please and the end but a lot of my friends that whether they got married young or whether they're pregnant young if you make the decision to compromise your happiness and your joy to be comfortable or to make a, a claim to something we're never going to you know be on the same page because my happiness and joy isn't tied to that ever and so for my family that that's what it is. And I said to my mom, I don't have to die. I don't have to be a wife to die happy. And that's like for Christians, like, you know, and it's like, no, I, I can be a, I can, I can be a um, productive member of society without producing children and a, a husband. I truly can. And, how we were raised and the way the world has kind of been, you know, built that that's not always the case, but I'm never going to stop arguing the fact that I can be just as happy as a single woman if I can't be married. And a lot of women can't identify with that. Period. I think that, um, even for women, the conversation a lot is with kids and marriage. I think that the conversation, the last, few years has changed to um, well that's one part of it but then the other part is being an entrepreneur or having a nine to five and that's now included in the conversation and it's like if you are in your own lane you're walking your own path you might not be an entrepreneur that is fine so a lot of people are forcing themselves or trying to find ways or they're just following the crowd when it comes mm-hmm. to entrepreneurship because everybody's out here making money. So I want to make money and she has this boutique and she's selling weave and she's doing this. So I'm going to just pick one of those and just do what they doing. But if mm-hmm. that's not your lane, then you're not even happy in, in this new space you're creating because you're trying to force yourself into a space that's not yours. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. And there is, I think, when you had this conversation before, where I was like, you know, having a conversation with myself, I have a lot of ideas all the time, gazillion ideas. But there are certain things I'm interested in and certain things I'm invested in. And when I had those conversations with people that were able to walk away from steady income, like their nine to five and pursue entrepreneurship, they, they planned appropriately and a lot of times that happiness and that joy comes even from just preparation and when you meet a person that can prepare themselves so well to to make those type of gestures you a lot of people don't agree with it or they don't understand or comprehend how someone could even want to do that and for me I've always said to myself like I'm never going to not want to pursue the best version of myself. And sometimes even that includes just kind of sitting back and watching cards kind of fall as they may. 
And, and you know, this is coming from someone who's kind of a control freak. <laughs> like, I need to be able to, like, make those certain decisions. But because I've seen kind of the, the blessing that comes with patience, you know, I will say to myself, just relax, let things, you know, kind of work out for themselves. And then that'd be that. So when I come across people that are happy and have this just kind of utter joy about living life the way that they've chosen to live it is like we all have that power and capability but a lot of people are just are not going to be comfortable being uncomfortable to have happiness and joy and that for me is kind of why I say you know I can tell people all day every day how easy it is to be happy or how easy it is to have joy because we are given that opportunity every day that we wake up to say you know to kind of determine the day that we want to have or the type of life that we want to live and so when a person says to themselves like you know in spite of how I was raised or in spite of my current situation I'm going to choose happiness I'm going to choose joy like, we owe it to ourselves to pursue that nonstop. And so, I just think it's really important to identify from a personal perspective what it's going to take to get there and then pursue it, yeah. period. I think that um, I, what I would like to see more women do is fight for it. Mm-hmm. Like, per, pursue it. And fight for it nonstop. Mm-hmm. Um, 100%. So many women, I mean, mothers, wives, single, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You'll hear people say, like, you know, I would like to do this or I want to do this. And then they just stop. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> just don't do it. What, yeah. What's stopping you? Mm-hmm. But there's so many things, there's so many blocks, there's so many roadblocks and obstacles along the way that they just give up. And sometimes those obstacles or blocks are family members. Mm-hmm. And then they'll just stop. And it's like, no, honey. Like, if you don't want to be a nurse, I'm sorry. We either going to have to sit down and talk to mama about how you're not going to be a nurse or you mm-hmm. just going to have to pursue your life. Like, I don't feel like you should have to, as an adult, and I know it's harder in your 20s, mm-hmm. but in your 30s, um, I, I think you get to some type of point and I'm early 30 uh-huh. um, but I feel like you eventually start working yourself into a point where I'm going to do what makes me happy and if that yeah. means that I'm going down this road today uh-huh. then that's the road I'm going down today 100%. and if I have to pivot along the way then I'm going to pivot uh-huh. Um, but I'm gonna do what it, what I need to do um, to make me happy, or to make. Well, and I don't mean like, you know, I'm I'm gonna work real hard so I can go get this Louis bag. Like I'm not <laughs> talking about <laughs> the the material things because social media mm-hmm. really make you think, but also open your eyes to the fact that people work so hard to have this, I guess, temporary happiness mm-hmm. or whatever they get from it you know the whole summer we heard about Birkin 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 I I honestly don't even know how happy I would be with a Birkin bag I'm not even gonna lie to you I I don't know 
what happiness that's gonna bring me if I got mm-hmm. that as a gift you know yeah I'd probably be happy for a moment but when I say it would be so temporary because I would look mm-hmm. at that bag at the price tag and think of what I could have did business-wise with this money and I don't understand why you just didn't give me the money so I can pursue my business dream thank you <laughs> and it was, that happiness would be gone real fast so thank you I Hello. feel like as women I would love to see more people just fight for what honestly would make them happy big small in between it doesn't matter but I don't feel like as a um as a collective I don't feel Mm -hmm. like enough people are out there fighting for to to have that happiness but not uh materialize I feel like there's there's other things that people want that would make them happy and they just let it go by the wayside and sometimes it has to do with a man and we just put our our desires on hold and I would love to see more women just I think we're getting there honestly I think with each year women are building up and getting stronger but I I I can't wait to just be able to see that for us to, to like really get there and step fully into that space 100%. 100%. I I agree with you. And then, too, like, I also can't help but think about the fact that when growing up, it wasn't, it wasn't like a, um, something you can really brag about having your wife, like, bail you out or having a wife that was staying at home to decide that, you know, I'm going to pursue entrepreneurship or I'm going to start this business. I'm going to do it. So, for me, it's, it, too, just kind of speaks to the volume of, like, women at any given point in time will say, like, there's money to be made. <laughs> Let me go ahead and pursue this. And and then there's that. So, even with, like, the crappy year that we've had, I can't help but acknowledge the fact that a lot of men were were forced to, <laughs> to kind of acknowledge their wives as being that force to reckon with um, when it came to making the money, sustaining the household, and, you know, etc. Yeah, I agree. This year definitely set a lot of people down. Percent, <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I definitely agree. I just can't wait to see that. I think it's my last question. Do you know what are some things that? we as women do that you think compromises our happiness? Settle. Oof. And chances. Um, Let me drink. <laughs> settle. Second chances. Um, this gonna sound bad. Um, baggage. And I I use this term very loosely, but with baggage, I use terms of, like, children. And it's the relationship with the children or the relationship with the children's mother that compromise happiness. Because I know a lot of women that before they met their men with children, because we as women, um, a woman can tear you down way more than a man. And so when we have these women that date men with multiple children, with baby mamas, 
These women are vindictive. These women are passive aggressive. Men can all be the same, but it's just the effects of that and what gets in the way of our happiness and our joy. I see a lot of women deal with drama way longer than what they should because of the man that's attached to it. Mm. And it's disheartening just because it's like men can't handle a portion of what we can handle. So when you think about if a man was put in that same role, what he would deal with or what they would deal with, men would not deal with what we deal with when it comes to those type of like outside distractions. And so, yeah, it's important to me as a woman that if I decide to pursue relationships with a man with a child or pursue anything, even with women with kids, because you got to be able to have a balance either or what be it friend or partner um like I'm not going to question my choices that I make as your friend to say if you're going to be a mom first that uh, make those decisions there's nothing wrong with that but when it comes to like being a partner I feel like men a lot of the times they will embrace the role of like an, a weekend dad over just introducing their significant other to say hey this is the role that I want to maintain with my child and women outside looking in they they're okay with that you know they're okay with a, a weekend dad if that means not having to deal with the child's mother and so for me having kind of like my external like my other reasons that I have for just saying I just want to be a good person. I just want to leave an imprint on people that I come across. Like, that's what I want to pursue. But it's never going to be attached with trying to, you know, be deceitful or anything like that. Because that that that's just not what my purpose <laughs> is in life. Mm, that was a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think we do a lot of things when it comes to relationships that um, compromises our happiness. When it comes to monogamy and with friendships as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Because we'll deal with that toxic friend for way too long. We will bend, turn, twist, turn ourselves into a whole pretzel. (laughs) <laughs> just to hold on to that friendship instead mm-hmm. of just letting it go. Yeah. And then I think another thing we do. Yeah, I think I I I think I can say this as a collective. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not everybody, but it's a high number that um we do things to compromise our happiness and then we turn mm-hmm. and complain to someone else mm-hmm. about what compromised our happiness knowing that or already talking to someone that will tell you what not to do and then you go do it anyway you know like certain person's birthday Mm -hmm. you know it's gonna be a problem they over the top it's always the issue blah 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 you know Mm -hmm. just being a part of that whole birthday weekend is gonna compromise your happiness but then you do it Mm-hmm. Anyway, and then you turn to your other friend mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. <laughs> your mama, your cousin, your somebody. And you complain to them the whole time as this is like my complaint partner to get mm-hmm. me through the weekend when really you could have just minimize your time like no I'm just gonna do this one thing and that is it and I'm not and I'm gonna be done with it mm-hmm. rather than just um you know continuing on with whatever it is that compromises your happiness mm-hmm. sometimes we deal with a man for too long sometimes we deal with a job for way too long Mm-hmm. compromising your happiness every day you walk in there just because you don't want to do whatever is necessary whatever you need to pull out of yourself mm-hmm. so that you can have whatever it is you want to have or sometimes we just compromise our happiness because the salary is good so I'm happy yeah. every Friday when I'm paid yes, but babe. what the next like 14 days I'm unhappy but then that Friday come and I'm paid I'm happy again and then the mm-hmm. next 14 days. So we're living this, <laughs> this crazy cycle mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that makes us look other places for our happiness. I think we should start like writing down like categories when it comes to life and figure out like what what do I need to do to start changing things here and there? Mm-hmm. Um, I just did it recently. I just get my own personal story. I did it recently that um, my apartment complex that I live in at the beginning was fine mm-hmm. <laughs> the last few months i'm so ready to go um really? they compromised my happiness completely and i'm done i'm done <laughs> and what's sad is it's not even the complex it's the neighbors mm. and i know the quarantining has a part in it because mm-hmm. we're all in the house and we're in the house so much so then there's an increase of domestic violence there's mm-hmm. There's all this yelling and arguing. Like I get it. We all in the house. We we around our kids too long. We around our man too long. Mm-hmm. Conversation start. Things start. You didn't start the dishwasher. Next thing you know, it's a full argument. But I I'm, I I can't compromise my happiness no more because of whatever's mm-hmm. going on around me. One hundred percent, girl. Can't do it. Right. And, you know, people want to blame, you know, that's the number one uh, complaint or no excuse this year is Mm -hmm. due to COVID-19. No, baby. Everything ain't due to COVID-19. A lot of these issues was around before COVID, but thanks to the whole quarantining, (laughs) it brought the (laughs) issues to light. So thank you. Yeah, I I agree with you with that. Um, but I really think we we as a collective should get together and really work on doing the work that comes with happiness um, and not compromising anymore. And yeah, I agree. 100%. It would just be lovely to see us get there. 100%. And I think too, like there is a also something to be mentioned like you know you have to be willing to be uncomfortable going through those stages of Mm -hmm. unlearning and kind of just reprogramming yourself to know and believe like okay everything that I've ever wanted I can achieve and um the things that we attach to our relationships like with men and things like there was a woman who was like you know 
she said something along the lines to me like, I only cook good when I have a man. And I was like, I don't want you to say that to anybody else. Like, after today, like, don't let those type of words leave your mouth. But for her, her happiness was attached to taking care of a man. And I, I as an individual, don't identify with that. Like, I just don't. So when I do meet women and it's like, that's what you would rather do. And I started to ask her questions. It did kind of just boil down to the fact that she didn't even know what joy and happiness looked like to be able to set her own standard of mm. what I'm going to accept and not accept. And I think that too, for us, plays a part when we talk about, oh, you know, women make it easy for men to feel like they can talk to us any type of way they can do. Happiness goes the same way. Some Some men pursue women that are not happy. Some men pursue women who are, but if you don't know what it looks like from the outside looking in, how can you set that standard for yourself? How can you set that as an even an expectation? But a lot of us are comfortable doing so. A lot of us are comfortable saying, I'm I'm a wife. I deserve to be this. I deserve to be that. And then when you look at it like from top to bottom, you'd be like, I'm straight. <laughs> Top the bottom inside in and out. <laughs> yeah. You be like, oh, okay, that's how you cut. Nah. Mm-mm, nah. Mm, I'm good. Like, no. So that I say all this to say, like, you know, our pursuit of happiness or our pursuit of joy or us just making the decision to just want to do better and and be better. No, it it does not matter what who the person is that you choose if you say to yourself first i'm gonna love myself no matter what i'm gonna treat myself you know the best that i can no matter what i'm good but a lot of us just don't know how to treat us our treat ourselves good so how can we expect them to you know and that's where that black representation matters conversation comes in we need it more than just in hollywood on Mm -hmm. movies on tvs we need it in our everyday as well um because the lack of those positive um that positive picture that Mm -hmm. representation is why your friend doesn't know Mm-hmm. what happiness what what true happiness looks like or or what? even joy that's right. mm-hmm. and that's that's sad on on its own and then so I feel like what we do sometimes is mm-hmm. uh, I would just go ahead and say it. I think what we do sometimes is we'll see somebody that's so happy and mm-hmm. we'll, we'll instantly think oh oh they fake that's mm-hmm. even fake yeah. or We'll look at it and we say things like, she's so white Uh or she (laughs) acting white. Uh And it's like, we can't, we have to change our mindset to connect black real happiness Uh with being positive. Yep. Because when, when you have somebody that is, you know, a black woman just out there killing it and she's just happy and she's happy in her own lane, in her own space, uh-huh. there shouldn't be these 
um, excuses or these stories we make up, we yeah. shouldn't be able to accept and receive that. And the fact that we can't accept and re- receive it says a lot about our own perception. 100%. Yeah. That's sad. We, we're getting there. Though. I think prayerfully. <laughs> we're getting there as a collective. Um, that's really sad though that she doesn't have that representation. But I pray she gets it. Um, Me too. But that wraps up all my questions 